All right, to completely change tack, we're heading a little bit inland for our next interview because I want to pick up on a subject that I know our breakfast colleagues have already discussed this year, but it's one which deserves further airing, and that is the outcry against possible mining in the Overberg. For those who don't know the context, a company has applied for a prospecting license to look for gold, silver and tin in what's commonly known as the Agullis Wine Triangle. You're talking roughly about the area that lies between the towns of Kalinan, Swellendam and Bredastorp. Napir, Napier, whichever you choose to say, lying at the heart of it all. And this application was submitted late last year. It's caused huge anxiety to local agriculture and tourism businesses, as well as to residents who chose to live in this part of the world because it is quite quiet and rural and tranquil and unspoiled and you are horrified by the prospect that a huge open cast mine might suddenly become their neighbor one of those is with me in studio today carl reich of the save the overberg campaign carl thanks for making the effort to come into studio welcome good afternoon pippa good afternoon listeners and uh the producers yeah, so, th- th- thank you for this opportunity. It's it's a great, great pleasure. And thank you for, for being willing to just share a little bit more about what's happening. Because this, this felt, Carl, like it came completely out of the blue. Had anyone ever previously explored the possibility of any mineral deposits in this part of the world? I think let's address that question. 135 years ago, there was some gold uh, prospecting done. They recovered probably two to 300 kilograms in that process. Um, this prospecting application has been made for gold, silver, and tin. So they're trying to cover a couple of avenues in in broadening uh, the what they're approach. allowed to look for exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen a couple of of articles, and I know Groundup's team has been covering this and spoken to several geologists who've, who've said that the likelihood of there being anything of significance appears to be fairly slim and that even if there is something there, the likelihood of finding investors who would be prepared to pay uh, to look for it is, is, is going to be a stretch. So it sort of feels like it came out of left field. Carl, what do we know about where this application has come from and who's behind it? It's come from a company called Cienth, spelled C-I-E-N-T-H. Uh, what has happened as at last week the environmental assessment practitioner that was contracted to them has withdrawn his services, which presents uh, somewhat of a problem for them because since the last application was submitted on the 20th of uh, December of last year, it's obviously running uh, against a time frame. One of the integral parts of this Submission is that um, a basic assessment report, it's called the bar report, has to be done by the EAP uh, and that has to be done within 90 days. So that timeline is already running. Mm -hmm. So I think that uh, addresses that part of the question. Just uh, to comment on the the media, the, the print media, Antoine Ferreira, who's a journo that lives in Napier. Yeah. He wrote a brilliant article in the Financial Mail, um, and it's titled All That Glitters. And mm-hmm. I think all of us uh, older folk are, are familiar with All That Glitters Is Not Gold. Yeah. Uh, I think just to address your question as to is there gold in the Overberg, uh, I worked on a, on a gold mine, open cast gold mine in West Africa in the Sahara. The Sahara, I think, is a little bit different to to the Overberg. I think let's just address 
the triangle that um, Pippa so aptly described, uh, the triangle between Caledon, uh, Swellendam and Bredasdorp, uh, that, that footprint obviously in, including down to the coast is about 12,000 square kilometers. The affected area downstream could be an area, uh, we're talking water power, I'm sure we'll address mm-hmm. that just now, an area of uh, up to 1,000 uh, square kilometers. So, so that's almost 10, 10% of the, of the land mass. Uh, to elaborate a little bit on the, on the Overberg, and these are the real facts, uh, the Overberg historically has been a, a very deep agriculture uh, domain, uh, grains, as well as sheep. We're talking outside Napier and direction Swell and Dam. Uh, generational farms that have been around for in excess of 150 years. So we're mm. talking up to seventh generation, eighth generation. Uh, as you enter Napier, Cape Agulhas Municipality has got a billboard there, uh, and they make reference to the to the history of the region. Uh, and on that note, when we talk about history per se, the southern tip of Africa, as we know it. Cape Agulhas. Uh, Cape Agulhas is a favoured destination mm. for many, many tourists that come to South Africa, especially to Cape Town. They make it their duty, if you want to call it that, to go to Cape Agulhas and to say, we have visited the, the tip, tip of yeah. Africa. Now, you know, if we if we put those two elements into context, uh, and I'm going to expand a little bit on, it was the budget speech this week, uh, the SONA last week. Uh, if we talk about DMRE, there's been a lot in the, in the media about uh, 2,500 mining applications mm-hmm. that haven't been completed. Uh, I'm going to stay apolitical on this subject. You know, we we are a, res- um, a big partner, registered coalition, mm-hmm. so we want to stick to doing our work as we have been tasked to. Um, so it is a it is a conundrum. It does come with uh, obstacles. When I was in West Africa, it is possible to do an aerial survey. Uh, where the aerial survey with the correct electronic equipment will pick up the mineral traces. Okay. Uh, and I think just to just to remind the listeners, uh, any mineral subterranean, so below the ground, belongs to the government. So worst case scenario, uh, and we pray that that's not the route that this application is going to follow, uh, that land ultimately could be expropriated mm-hmm. the 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 area that we that we're talking about of the initial exploration there are 10 directly affected landowners we're talking a footprint of uh, 40 square kilometers which straddles the r316 which runs from Caledon through to uh, to Napier so it would it would change the <laughs> demographics uh, and the landscape uh, significantly from from a very much rural agricultural community to 
heavy mining activity. 100%. Um, Just for those who don't recognize uh, DMRE being Department of Mineral Resources and Energy for those who who need the acronym explained. So, I mean, you're talking potentially radical change of the nature of industry in the The area. Obviously, with any mining operation, particularly knowing what we know about poor management of mining operations in other parts of the country, we worry about pollution, we worry about groundwater contamination. Power, requirement of power. Okay. And then obviously, as you've rightly referenced, this is a tourist-heavy hotspot. There are wine farms that rely on the the appeal of driving through the wheat fields and arriving at a beautiful spot to taste lovely wine in a tranquil environment. If there is suddenly an open-past mine next door, Mm. that proposition becomes Mm. a whole lot less attractive. What are you concerned about from potential impact on on jobs in those those sectors? I think... Let's maybe address the economic aspect of it. Many, many people in the area, there are obviously some believe this will be creation opportunity of or for employment. Uh, I think it's a it's a misnomer because uh, industrialization, especially when it comes to open cost mines, uh, there might be a reduction plant. On the mine that I was on, uh, mine generally, um, the substrate is, uh, they use uh, carbon leaching, cyanide, mm-hmm. uh, CIL plant. So those uh, affluents or water that uh, could be contaminated will go will go into the, uh, into the waterways. Uh, will it really cre- create jobs? Uh, in the short term, possibly, um, we have a uh, consultant on board on our committee. Uh, his name is uh, Jeremy Mann. He's a metallurgist. Uh, he lives in in Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. Uh, very knowledgeable uh, source. And having come from the metallurgy environment, uh, He's got huge misgivings as to this this opportunity uh, because he says there there could be gold, but there are no guarantees of that. And should there be, if there were to be gold, the time duration would be very short lived. Um, mines per se uh, enjoy high quality, or they they thrive on high. Gold content, uh, a, a marginal mine, we, we're talking two to three grams per ton. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a ton is a thousand kilograms. Uh, two or three grams is minuscule uh, in comparison. So would it be financially sustainable uh, to come back to a comment that you that you made earlier? Uh, the director of this mining organization uh, is the one Rosie Mvala. And with our, we have two contracted attorneys. One is a legal attorney. The other one is an environmental attorney. Uh, she sits on 87 other boards, uh, which Ooh. automatically gives you a red flag. Uh, in fact, Anton talks about it in his in his publication. Uh, one one wonders, we say behind her, where where she's being pushed from and for what purpose. Uh, I think in the state of flux that we're in at the moment, it is interesting because uh, the EAP and this is the second one that has resigned okay. or withdrawn his services. Um, they 
the EAPs may feel that uh, they're not correctly placed, if I could use that wording. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how CNT responds. Uh, as at this morning, I spoke with our environmental lawyer. We, we hadn't had from Department of Mines any update as to if that functional role for CNT had been replaced because they effectively manage and control uh, the environmental aspect of it. Uh, okay. I think, please. Oh, I'm just, we have to wrap up, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Carl. So I just want to leave it. So where we are right now is in a bit of a gray area with the, those deadlines having lapsed, a second environmental assessment practitioner having withdrawn their services. Yes. So it's still very much a might happen, but obviously you need to keep on applying the pressure to say yes. we don't want it to happen. These yes. are the reasons we don't want it to happen. Um, you've obviously got a, a, a consortium with, with legal advice, etc. happening, but I know you're also fundraising to try and get local support for that opposition. So can we Correct. maybe just finish with those details, please, Carl? I encourage the, the folks that are listening, uh, and not only those listening, but certainly tell your friends, uh, we have a website, uh, save the Overberg as it's uh, spoken, dot com. Uh, you'll find uh, that the Landbau Vereniging Napir were the initiators of that. Uh, I've, as at a few days ago, registered a back a buddy uh, campaign. And, you know, the silver bullet in this. Um, challenge that we're facing and and I say we, I talk about the the inhabitants of the Overberg as well as the Western Cape. Uh, if I can just mention it quickly, remember the Karoo Shell, uh, Johan Rupert, he managed to scupper that. Piketbach, there's a mining application that's been opposed for 17 years by Mary Slack. Uh, also quite important. So, you know, maybe maybe there's a cryptic message in uh, in the studio engagement today is that we we really don't have a desire to have any open cost mine or mining in the Western Cape. What I would encourage you to do, and obviously we can only do that once we know who the new uh, practitioner is. Uh, we have obviously the IAPs, the interested and affected parties to lodge in writing. You'll find these forms on our website. Uh, and really, that's it. Uh, and I think just to wrap it up next week, Wednesday, we have a overarching Uferbach uh, Landbauvereniging meeting in Bredasdorp. Uh, that is a conglomeration of all the farming associations. Uh, to just bring them up to speed. So again, I, I thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. And for those listening out there, let's not be idle. Let's not be apathetic. Um, take uh, take some action. Carl, thank thanks for, for making the effort to come into studio. That website again, if you want to read up more about their campaign or find out how you can help be part of the voice opposing this, savetheoverberg.com.